and welcome to episode 401 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I'm trying to grow all my fruit, vegetable and herbs in my garden and allotment. Now coming up today, I've got a two-year review of the Veggie Pod, a piece of kit that I've had in my garden for two years now. I've also got a question from a listener, but first, as always, let's find out what I've been up to over this last week. It is Friday the 11th of June 2021 today. Now, as I said last week, we'd taken over the allotment and I spent most of the day, what was it, Sunday last week and Monday, catching up with the weeds. Now, I'm pleased to say this week I've managed to clear all the weeds again, get back on top of how the allotment should be looking, and I've planted out the tomatoes, which is what I planned to do last week. So that's good. The the allotment has moved forward again and I'll be going down there tomorrow in order to do a lot of work. With this heat at the moment, what I'm probably going to do is go down early, do a bit, come back for the hottest part of the day, then go back down in the evening. Something I've also done this week is I've brought myself a brand new lawnmower. This is something I've been talking about for a while. And I've gone for the battery lawnmower. This is a Ryobi 33cm battery powered lawnmower. It's probably the cheapest battery powered lawnmower that Ryobi do. I've gone for Ryobi because I've already got the chainsaw, the strimmer and a few other tools that run off that same set of batteries. So it just kind of made sense to me to stick with the same lawnmower brand and I can use the batteries that I already have. Well, I tried mowing the lawn today. My grass has gone a little bit long, to say the least, but um, it didn't do as good a job as I hoped. Now, the lawnmower itself, I'll start with the positives, actually, before I get into the negatives. The lawnmower itself, nice and light, very easy to put together, so quick to set up and simple to use and move around. So that's a very good, big positive. 33 centimetres is quite a small blade. It will slide in between my paths, which is what I am liking about it. But it also, if doing the whole lawn, it will take quite a while. Um, But the negatives have been actually more for my batteries. Now, the batteries that I have, I've got two of them, but they are at the lower end of the scale. They seem fine in my tools that I currently have, the the chainsaw, the strimmer, etc, etc. In the lawnmower, it seemed to run out of battery very, very quickly. So I've ordered myself a bigger battery, which will be arriving tomorrow, and we'll see how that goes. Now, the reason I say that is I tried to use it on my lawn. Where the grass has got a bit too long, it didn't do such a good job. Um, Where the grass was shorter, it was okay, but it did run through the grass or run through the batteries quite quickly. My plan is that if I use it on a weekly basis and just keep it low, it'll probably be okay. So that's what we're going to do. And it is, because it's quick to set up, quick to pull up, should be pretty good for that. Right, that's it for today. Like I said, tomorrow I'm heading down to the allotment. Let's find out how I get on with that. It is Saturday the 12th of June 2021 today. 
It's about seven o'clock in the evening at the moment, but this is my second trip to the allotment today. It's been a rather hot day to say the least today. So because of that, I made two trips to the allotment. Just figured that was going to be the easiest way to not get too hot, not get too much sun and also be able to work on my plot. So my first trip down here this morning was basically just to make sure that the plants that I planted out during the week, the tomatoes, they had a really good drink to make sure they established. They seem to be doing okay. I've been trying to make sure they get watered at least once a day. I'll probably water them before I leave again this evening. Now I ran around the grass areas with the strimmer again, just trying to keep that grass low. It is growing like mad at the moment, which isn't surprising given the time of year, but uh, just ran around with a strimmer. I would have liked to use a lawnmower, but I've, it's just not working. I'm gonna take it home, strip it down and see if we can get it working. I was hoping that the battery lawnmower was gonna be strong enough to work down here, but in reality, I don't think it is. Not unless the grass is already low. Never mind, we'll, we'll try and get a decent petrol lawnmower to work down here. Now follow that up by planting out some sweet corn. Now this sweet corn has gone into the lower bed, an entire bed is taken up with it and these were sown a while ago. I've got two varieties, Early Bird F1 and Golden Bantam. They're all looking really good actually, they, but they've gone into the ground, gave them a really, really good watering. And hopefully they're going to establish quite well. I'll keep them watered again, make sure they're watered daily for at least a week. Now that was the point when it started to get a bit too hot. So I headed home, chilled out at home for a couple of hours, sat in the hot tub uh, and what have you. And then I came back down the allotment late afternoon. In, in this evening's visit, I've, um, well, I've concentrated on the greenhouse. Now, you will recall last year I mentioned that I've set up some big plastic tubs as wicking beds along the side, based on an experiment that I did last year that worked really well. Well, the last year's uh, tubs that I used, the old paint tubs to make wicking beds, they were empty, and I've had a few peppers and chilies to go into those, which I've planted those up and uh, giving them a good watering. And I've got to say, I think they will do fantastic. A bit late to get those in to the greenhouse, to be honest. They would have uh, done better going in earlier and probably produced by now. But I don't mind, don't mind that. Now I followed that up with some watering again. The beds are pretty dry at the moment. We haven't had rain for a while, well, apart from the yod shower. So it's all down to me to water. Now I try and, try and water daily when I'm trying to establish plants but once they are established I don't think they need so much watering in the hope that the roots will go light down lower to find the rainwater. So uh, when they're established a really good watering once a week is what I find really helps boost them up. Unless it's incredibly dry of course but you can tell that by looking at how the quality of your plants. So that is it for today. Um, I think this hot weather is going to continue. So I'm going to make a point of visiting the allotment on a daily basis, even if it's 10 o'clock at night, and just make sure I water everything and I do keep on top of the weeds.
It is Sunday the 13th of June 2021 today. I've had a day at home. Well, popped out in midday to see a couple of friends, but mostly spent the day working at home on the garden. Firstly, uh, the lawnmower that I brought and I mentioned on Friday, the 5 amp hour battery arrived yesterday and that did the job so much better. Seemed to cut through the longer grass a lot better with a bigger battery, seemed to last longer and certainly will be enough to do my lawn. So that has really pleased me with the lawnmower. I don't think the lawnmower itself will be any good for the allotment but at home it will be absolutely fine. Just means I've got to go and try and finish or try and fix the petrol lawnmower that I have on the allotment. Now Apart from that, what else have I been doing? I still had a few of these patio slabs lying around. Um, I was going to take them down the allotment, but what I've done is pot them in various areas on my grass area, pot pots on top of them, just a way to basically not waste the patio slabs, but also lift the, the them off the ground so it's easier to cut the lawn, etc., etc., um, and keep the grass lower down after the, the thing I don't think this lawnmower is going to do. That's, I, I like that because I don't feel like I'm wasting anything. Now, in the actual vegetable patch area, what we've been doing is I've sown some swedes. Now I've taken a pack of seeds and just scattered the seeds into a drill just behind my potatoes. I've always struggled with swedes reason being is that i leave them too late to sow or get into the ground so hopefully like this is going to be a lot better they've gone into the christmas dinner bed so they should do quite well and provide us with some nice swedes for christmas that's the plan now the christmas dinner bed actually i'm gonna quickly talk you through what's going on there at the moment so the potatoes were planted back in the end of march they are huge. They are doing better than the potatoes on the allotment, if I'm honest. Um, nice foliage, even some flowers starting to form on them. So that they're really, really doing quite well. They'll be staying in the ground until Christmas Day, really. Now, in front of that, I've got a row of peas, which were sown just a few weeks ago. They are about eight inches tall now. I'm going to have to pot some sticks into those right now, actually, and get those to climb up some sticks. Just some old canes will do. To the side of that I've got some onions which were grown from sets but they were spring sown onions because of my trouble with uh, our autumn, or autumn sown onion sets I was experimenting. They don't last as long in storage so I was hoping spring ones were going to do better. Now they have last few days they've actually started thickening up quite nicely. Whether or not that's going to last because um, it's going into next week, another week's worth of growth, and then they'll stop growing, I believe. We'll see how they go. Like I said, I've not really done spring sown onion sets before, so we're going to see how they go. Now, just front of that, I've got a little bit of space where I'm going to pot some leeks in, which I've got down on the allotment. I've just got to bring them back home. And then at the very, very front, I've got a half a row of carrots and a half a row of parsley. Again, these were sown just a few weeks ago. They have all germinated and they're starting to grow quite thickly, particularly the carrots. So I'm going to have to get in there and thin those out in just a moment as well. So, and that should lead us to making sure we get plenty of carrots as they grow. I've got to say, 
what I've found, I mean, there's a few weeds which are easy to pull out, but what I've found growing at home, you know, it, it does seem to be performing better than what we have down on the allotment. And the same goes for the other two beds. I've got charred tomatoes, courgettes, marigolds in one bed. They're all doing really well. A little bit slow, but this year everything is slow. And then in the other bed, I've got some more onions that were grown from seed. They're not, they're okay, but I wouldn't say they're anything to, to shout about. And then I've got more carrots and parsnips that are also seed sown, which also seem to be doing pretty well in there in comparison to what I have down on the allotment. That's quite an interesting difference. The trouble, I think, with the allotment is the cooch grass gets in the way. So that is what I've been up to this week with the diary section. What have you been up to? Please do let me know either in the comments or via social media or email. We're going to have a commercial break and then I want to talk to you about my veggie pod after having it for two years now. I would just like to ask you if you are enjoying this podcast and perhaps you might consider signing up to the supporters club. It costs just £5 a month and for that you get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes content including two extra podcasts each week, only for supporting members. Added to that, each month you will receive a gift pack containing a newsletter and at least six packets of seeds that can be sown that very month. By becoming a supporting member, your monthly contribution helps me keep this podcast moving forward and grow. It also helps me encourage and teach more people how to grow their own food, something I passionately believe everybody can do. To become a member, head to thevegpodcast.co.uk. Now, I mentioned VeggiePod a few times in my diary section, and I thought, actually, I've had this up and running for just over two years now. I thought it'd be a good chance to go back and uh, just talk about how it's been over these two years, how it's holding up, and um, that you will know a bit more about it, really. Now, I should say that VeggiePod have not contacted me about doing this podcast, so it's completely off my own back. They don't know I'm doing this or anything like that, so... Please don't feel that I'm being paid to do this, is what I want to get across. This is completely of my own volition, which means I can basically talk about it in the way that I want to talk about it. I can be 100% honest with you, which is what I always try and do. We've got this veggie pod, we've got the medium veggie pod. They come in three sizes, small, medium and large. Just over two years ago, and I've got to say, it's completely revolutionised my garden. I am so pleased with it. It has been a fantastic tool in our veg growing gardening. What is a veggie pod? Well, simply pot, it's a raised container garden. It has a container on the bottom about a foot deep, which we filled up with compost and perlite. Very easy to set up. It all clips together. So if you buy one from a garden centre, it fits in your car boot. It's really great for that. Added to that, it's raised to about just under waist height. So it makes it a a nice, comfortable uh, level to work at. Then on top of the actual container, it has a commercial grade canopy. Now this canopy does allow light, air and rain in. So 
it doesn't block anything out but if anything it protects it it stops any bugs coming in it stops any weed seeds coming in in fact that's quite an important feature i feel because i have spent less time weeding this veggie pod out this one meter square than what i've spent on anything else there is a spray mister irrigation in the canopy which i've run a pipe to my tap in order that when i let the chickens out in the morning i just turn the tap on let the chickens out come back and turn the tap off so it's only on for really a minute and that i have found to be just enough just to give all my seeds and all my lettuce and my carrots in here enough water to last now that being said because it has a wicking system in it it stores water on the bottom i did run an experiment last year where i didn't water it for a week and the compost did stay moist for that whole week now that was in the middle of summer during winter we don't tend to water it as much so it's certainly something that holds on to water really well and if you go away for a week or two on holiday, it seems to keep things going. In fact, a couple of years ago, I had a question from a listener. Uh, he worked away during the week, if I remember correctly, and I highly recommended a veggie pod for that reason. I know he has gone out and bought it, and hopefully he has found it working very, very well. Well, I know it works very well because I've seen pictures on a Facebook group about it. Now, there are lots of other optional extras as well, so I don't want to get too bogged down with what a veggie pod is, but there's go check out veggiepod.co.uk. Lots of optional extras that do really help build the veggie pod into a really good growing system. Now, on a whole, I use mine mostly for salads, and I've found this to be very, very successful. We grow a lot of lettuce, a lot of loose cut-and-come-again salad leaves, spring onions in here, carrots... Basically, that sort of thing goes on in here, and it's very, very successful. It paid for itself in less than a year with the food that we harvested from it. We were harvesting that much, and in fact, we still are harvesting a lot of lettuce out of it right now. That It, it pays for itself within a year, and that, for me, was a real big selling point. I was really pleased with that, because I always feel if you're going to spend money on something to grow your own food, and I'm not going to say that these are cheap, but if you're going to spend money, then you want to make sure it is delivers on what it promises. VeggiePod does, in my opinion. Now, we use it all year round, but over the winter, it does slow down, which isn't unexpected, really. It gets a bit colder. Lettuce doesn't tend to grow as quick. I tend to grow winter lettuces during the winter, which actually do grow quite well, but they certainly do slow down. There is an option to buy a hothouse canopy, which basically turns this into a, like a, a greenhouse, which is something I might buy for this winter in order to make the most out of it. But with the right varieties, I have found that growing lettuce all year round in this is very successful that's why something like winter density is perfect for that sort of thing two years it's still in use and it is used daily every day we like i said every day we water every day we're picking lettuce leaves or even some spring onions from here it is used a lot but after two years of use, there has been a little bit of wear and tear. Now, this isn't that bad of an issue. It is wear and tear. The first thing that I want to mention is that there's a little piece of string which basically stops the canopy when you lift the canopy up from going too far. Well, in some of the strong winds we had over the winter, the canopy did get pulled up where I didn't put the lid down properly enough. And that snapped the string. Now, 
that's not a huge problem. I can easily replace a string and you know, these sort of things are going to happen. The other thing that I've noticed is where the clips go uh, around the canopy when we open and close it, it started to fray. Now again, that's not a huge problem. What I can do is pull a bit of duct tape around there and that will damage the duct tape instead of the mesh instead and just protect it a little bit longer. But also, if I was to buy one from brand new now, I would straight away pull a bit of duct tape around those areas where the clips are, just to make sure that it will last a little bit longer. Again, the mesh canopy can actually be replaced. You can buy a replacement mesh canopy from their website. So again, that's not a huge problem. If anything, I was trying to find a negative thing to give you after two years, but for wear and tear, you know, that I don't think is bad. It's a bit like the tires on your car wearing away. Now, for using this veggie pod, what I have done is I've split it into four corners and Every few weeks, I will sew a different corner. So let's say I'll number each corner. First time, I would sew into corner one. A few weeks later, sew into corner two. Then a few weeks later, I would sew into corner three. By that point, I usually find that we're able to start harvesting corner one. A few weeks later, I will then start sewing into corner four, by which point corner one is coming to the end. So I'll finish that off before moving on to corner two. A few weeks after that, I would rip out all these plants from corner one, re-sew and move on with that same system. I found that it's been a great way for making sure we get enough lettuce leaves every few weeks. And it's worked really well for keeping our lettuce and salads coming in all year round. What I also do, every six months now, I just top up the levels of compost. After a while, the compost does start to go missing, what with picking out plants and just general being washed away. And what I found is just topping up the layers, make sure there's more nutrients going into the compost for the plants. We can, of course, add some feed to it if we so wanted. I've never actually had to do that. just found that adding extra compost has worked well for that. That is basically all I do to use it. I've said that I've grown carrots in here. I've also grown in the past beetroot, turnips, pretty much all root crops. And they have been very, very successful in here. Very, very pleased with root crops in here. In fact, I've somebody asked me about growing carrots in this and would they actually fit? But yeah, like I say, you've got a foot of space, 30 centimetres. If you can get a carrot 30 centimetres long, you're doing something very, very right. Definitely you can grow carrots in it and it is absolutely worth doing, very, very good. I have planted a tomato in here in the past, but the tomato plant did actually take over. The roots went everywhere. The plant got very, very big, very, very quickly, and almost too big for the canopy. Now this goes where I might talk about some of the taller crops like beans, peas, etc, etc. I'm pretty much certain they will all grow in here, but some of them might get a bit too tall for the canopy. Now, the way I would go about this is to go for dwarfing varieties if this is where you want to grow. So dwarf tomatoes such as mini bell, dwarf beans, dwarf peas, etc, etc. Uh, that should counteract the, the limitations of the canopy. The other option you could of course do is just take the canopy off and let them grow. Now, I've never taken the canopy off and something 
I have found with the canopy. It acts as a barrier, weeds, pests, etc, etc. And the biggest pests in my garden are my chickens. The veggie pod, they don't try and eat anything from here because they can't get to it. If anything, they shelter underneath when it rains. They will sit underneath the veggie pod and just use it as a, a little area to shelter from. Which I think if you're trying to grow food in a place where you keep chickens as well, because chickens are velociraptors in the garden to say the least they will scratch at anything they will demolish anything they will eat anything veggie pod has been one way of ensuring that we get crops while keeping our chickens now in terms of prices and these prices are at current rate so the price might change depending on when you're listening the small version is 129 pound the medium version 189 pound and the large version is 299 the small version in comparison to my medium is half the size. The medium is a metre by one metre and the large is twice the size. So that's uh, two metres by one metre. The stands are extra if you are looking at buying one. But what I'm actually thinking for Christmas, I might get my wife to get me the small version because I can see that sitting by my back garden and growing herbs in because I think that would be great for growing herbs. So that's been my experience with the veggie pod for the last two years. I think it's a fantastic piece of kit. I really do. I think it's it's worth growing. If you are interested in growing food, it's certainly worth something to look at. And the only negative is a bit of wear and tear, which is easily solved with a bit of duct tape. If you've got a veggie pod, then let me know how you're getting on with it as well and what your thoughts are on it, please. Right, I'm going to head into the office because I've had a question from a listener. Hi, my name's Paula and I just wanted to send a quick message. Uh, I'm quite new to your podcast. I've been listening for a couple of months. But I had to tell you, it. I just think it's wonderful. <laughs> it's one of the lights of my week. Um, I look forward to the, to the latest episode each time. Um, I just love it. I've... I've lucky enough to have a little bit of a garden only just enough to have a little veg plot in the corner and the tips and the tricks uh, that you uh, give out and the information and just having just listening to someone who is so passionate about vegetables and fruit and gardening it's absolutely wonderful um so yeah thank you very much um i'm going to be re-listening hopefully i, I think i've missed the one about mulching strawberries i have no access to straw so i don't know what else to use <laughs> um i've just started a new strawberry bed so i'm quite excited about it um and uh yeah so i'm going to be looking looking for, for information about mulching which i think you've covered um but yeah thank you so much uh again i just wanted to yeah basically say thank you all right bye well, thank you very much, Paula, for that kind words. Now, your strawberry question, I don't think it was intended as a question, but I like it anyway. And it it plays in quite nicely because last week I did talk about mulching my strawberries with straw. Now, I always have straw lying around. I have chickens and therefore I tend to always keep straw for the chicken bedding straw is easy to buy it's sold in wilkinson's it's sold in many pet shops it's not all that expensive in all honesty but the size of the bags it's sold in if you don't have any other use for it it's probably a bit too much for what you're going to need 
So that left me thinking, what else could we use instead of straw? My first thought straight away was grass clippings. God knows I use grass clippings all the time, especially since I discovered just how good they are as a mulch. That, I think, is probably going to be your best bet. Now, the grass clippings will work at suppressing weeds. It will work at stopping water from evaporating from the soil. But it might also retain a bit of moisture, which might be bad for slugs and snails and strawberries. But on the other hand, after a while, it may well dry out and go to an almost straw-like substance anyway. So I don't think you've got anything to lose by giving it a try. And I think I will have to set up an experiment outside and just see if we can get away with using grass clippings instead of straw. That probably won't be till next year now, but that's something we will look at doing. Instead of grass and straw, what else could we use? The other thing I was thinking of was wood chippings. If you can get a supply of wood chippings, that'll probably work just as well. And anything else, possibly newspaper or cardboard, is another thing I can think of that might do a job. Whether it's going to do quite the same job as straw is something that we'll have to find out. But yeah, my first thought is grass clippings and go for that. But if anybody out there has any other suggestions or have tried any of the thoughts that I have on this, then please do let us know. Well, we are going to wrap up for today. Now, if you do want to visit the website at thevegcrowdpodcast.co.uk, I'll be adding links to all various things that I've mentioned throughout today's podcast. And you can leave us a comment on the blog post or you can leave us a voicemail just like Paula did. Alternatively, if you want to get in touch, you can email me richard at thevegcrowdpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social media. Just search for the Veg Grower Podcast. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with another podcast. So until then, please take care.